Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I am going to talk about the vote. I'm going to show people these fundamental things that they're never told, they're never given to think about, because the people are never shown the sort of fundamental deception that's going on in the system. And so most of the arguing is just a silly total waste of time, which is exactly what the people at the top want. They want you to waste your time while they accumulate power and money and rule you. (laughs) Now, for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I have practiced for 30 years, spent an awful lot of time sorting out all of these lies. And luckily, I'm America's most trusted lawyer, at least I have been. I think I go back and forth in the last week or so between Chuck Schumer or me. Chuck, me, me, Chuck, Chuck, me, Chuck, me. (laughs) Okay, let's get the show started. These ridiculous debates, the election charade, is all going on in the midst of a situation where the people have been locked down and most people still, quote, have to wear a mask. There's all sorts of restrictions on people's businesses. The economy has been completely blown out by the government. Nobody can see it because there's so much fake government money flowing around that the numbers aren't really clear yet. They've been buying off sort of cover for this whole thing. But it's destroyed. Trust me, it's, it's completely obliterated. And the people just ignore it. They act as though there's no big deal and this election is everything. Well, last time I looked, all the Republican states also locked down. Everybody locked down. All the cities, everybody locked down. And so this, this argument is really about who has a better prison, who gave you a better prison, who didn't. And that's just a silly argument to have. And as long as the people are having that argument, the people who are actually in control are very happy. I hear all the time about how your right to vote is so unbelievably valuable that people have died for it. And what people don't understand is those statements they're making, they're strictly Barnum statements. A Barnum statement is a statement that sounds like it means something very specific because when a person hears it, they have a very clear idea. It resonates emotionally with them. But if you actually examine it, one, most people can't explain it. And two, you can't get agreement with anybody else about what it actually means. That You have a different idea than I do. When I say they voting is a right, my freedom, what is freedom? <laughs> what is freedom? You're going to get a thousand different explanations about what it is. Voting is exactly the same thing. Voting is a right. What does that mean? People think it has this very specific meaning because, like I said, it's a Barnum statement. But when you actually start looking at it like a lawyer would in a case, If the case was about whether or not someone had a right to vote, well, there'd be all sorts of arguments and you'd look at all sorts of angles of whether or not this person actually has a right to vote and there'd be all arguing about it. One side would have a very different idea than the other. But people in this country imagine it's something else. Let me just give you a couple things to think about when it comes to a right to vote. Can you lose your right? Yes, you can lose your right. How? Well, there's all sorts of ways you can lose your right, but one of the ways you lose your right in most states is if you're, quote, a felon. And so people think that's fair. Well, he's lost his right. 
Okay, well, he lost his right. <laughs> lost his right to vote. What, what, that, what does that even mean? You're saying that the government, who the right to vote is the only way you have to even attempt to try to control it. So this entity that supposedly works for us can take away any individual's right to have a say in the entity that supposedly works for us. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You, in fact, people all the time, quote, lose their right to vote. Why? Weapons charges, drug charges, gang-related activity. These are all Barnum statements. They make a law which limits your right to bear arms. In other words, which infringes your own constitutional rights. And then the government itself decides that it's allowed to do this because it's not, quote, a restriction on your rights. It's not a limitation. It's not a law infringing your right. Okay, so the government decides that you are in violation of a gun law or drug law, both of which are totally unconstitutional. And then as a result of making up this made-up law, they then take your right to vote away. <laughs> Do you see that? Do you see how that makes no sense? They can make up any law they want. And if they, if they convict you of it, they can take your right to vote away. Your, quote, right to vote away. Okay. So do you see, do you see how fundamentally nonsensical that is? The government is in effect deciding who gets to vote for the government to see what kind of control the people can issue over the government. <laughs> And the government controls the elections. The Federal Election Commission, state has an election board. So the government is in charge of the tool that's used to control the government. <laughs> Does this stuff make sense to people when you just look at it? I, I know most people, they just shut their brain off. They, they can't deal with it because the fundamental disconnect between what people are told and what they imagine is that Barnum statement confusion they're in. And when I ask questions and point things out, it just becomes crystal clear that what they're believing is complete and total nonsense. You don't have a right to vote because the government can simply take it away from you by saying that you violated a made-up government law, which in fact violates your constitutional rights. Well, because the government decides whether or not you have a constitutional right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. See, none of these things actually make any sense. Let me give you another way that your vote is a complete joke. Whatever value your vote had when this country was, quote, founded with the Constitution, there was roughly one representative in Congress for every eight or 9,000 people when you control for the fact that women couldn't vote, most white men couldn't vote, and no slaves could vote. It's, it's actually a smaller number like 5,000, but let's just use the eight or 9,000 people. In today's numbers, you would have to have about 35,000 representatives up there, not 435. That's how much dilution there's been. And so you can see right there that it's completely absurd. If we do an extrapolation from where we are today, one representative for 750,000 people, and you take the same dilution moving forward, and we agreed to this system that this one worked, 
Would you also agree when you only have one representative for every 60 million people? <laughs> you get one representative for every 60 million people. Well, that's the same basic dilution that we've also had already. Is there no point where the dilution is material? <laughs> Could you have just one vote out of seven and a half billion people? Would that also be representation? <laughs> nobody would agree to any of these things in their private affairs. See, nobody would agree to any of these things in their private affairs. But because they term government, the people are confused. They're fundamentally confused because all they hear about is liberty, freedom, justice, the vote. Every single one of those things is a Barnum statement. Every single one of them. And because no politician is ever made to swear in and take a position, they can simply tell you anything. Healthcare is a right. That's a Barnum statement. Healthcare is a right. What is healthcare? What does it mean? What does it mean? Does it mean you're entitled to the best doctor in the world? <laughs> does it? Can we all have the best doctor? No. Okay. Does it mean you, the worst doctor in the world is also satisfactory? No. Okay. Well, well, so what does it mean? Does it mean we have to spend $10 million a day to keep you alive? <laughs> How about a million a day? How about 100000 a day? How many days do we have to do it? What is it you're entitled to? What is this right? You see that? End racism. End racism. What does it mean? What is racism? What is it? Apparently today, all racism is, is that somebody says something that someone else is offended by, and they claim it has to do with race. <laughs> That's it. It's an absolutely meaningless statement. What would it mean to say it's been ended? What would it mean? At what point has it ended? If no one even ever has a racist thought? If, if it's not in the law? Well, how can it not be in the law since the law is open to interpretation every single time? Every single time you go in front of the court, the court's going to decide what does it mean to be racism? What is racism? <laughs> and you see, this is the kind of thing that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about because the fundamental problem we have in this country and the fundamental problem that everybody has in every country is that there is no system that can ever work over millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people. There is no system that can ever work to keep that system limited, to provide the people with independent rights, and to control that government. It's not possible once you have a government over that many people. That's all. And that's just a conversation nobody ever has. And let me give you another idea about what a complete and total joke the vote is in this country. There's absolutely nothing that would prevent a state from allowing children to vote. <laughs> There's nothing. They can say, if you can talk, you can vote. <laughs> Voting is a right. If you can talk, you can vote. If you can talk, you can vote. If you can talk, you can vote. There's, there's nothing that prevents something that idiotic from catching on. <laughs> there's nothing that would prevent it. There's no constitutional limitation on that. The constitutional limitations come in these amendments in that you can't make it so that you don't allow women to vote. Okay? And you can't make it such that you don't allow somebody who's at least 18 or over from voting with regards to strictly their age. But there's absolutely nothing that prevents a state from saying that 
The only people who can vote in our state are billionaires. You have to have a billion dollars. Okay. Oh, you have to have a billion dollars and it has to be in real property owned in this state. If you don't have a billion dollars in real property owned in this state, you can't vote. Do you understand that that is completely and totally constitutional? <laughs> Do you understand that? Well, it's true. That's true. That, that is absolutely true. And this is the kind of thing that people don't understand. You could make it, like I said, so that children could vote. And so you could be saying, Johnny, Johnny, do you want to vote for, for that bad orange man? Oh, he's orange. You don't want to vote for him, do you? Now, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, he wants to give you a free juicy cup. Yeah, all right. There's nothing that prevents that. There's absolutely nothing in the Constitution that prevents that. This is how fundamentally totally confused the people are about what a voting right even means. <laughs> it's nonsensical. The state can take your right away by simply inventing a law that is a violation of your constitutional rights that only the government gets to decide whether it is. Well, we disagree. I think it is a violation of my rights. Well, they don't. Well, I lose. They pass the law. They enforce the law. They are in charge of the trial, and then they take my vote away as a result of, quote, violating the law. <laughs> what does it take for people to see? This system, nothing about it is legitimate. Not one thing about it is legitimate. If I told you that there was a representative, you were going to get to vote on him, just you, you, you alone would get to vote on him. He's going to be in charge of telling you what authority he has over you. Would you agree to that? No, but that's the situation we have. That is the situation we have. The government tells us through its agent, the Supreme Court, it tells you whether or not something the government is doing is something the government's allowed to do. <laughs> that's, that's a, quote, self-limiting agent. It's a nonsensical term, and it doesn't exist in the law. There is no concept in the law where that could happen. Forget the fact that it's impossible to agree to terms that are unknown. It, it, it fails. It's called it void for vagueness in the law. I did a whole episode on representation. Are you seeing this? Are you understanding all the different things that you have no idea about when it comes to the vote? I've just showed you they could have little kids voting. They can have only billionaires voting. <laughs> it's not a right. They can take it away from you by simply making up a law saying you violated and now you don't get to vote. It's nothing about it makes any sense when you actually examine it. Okay, nothing. I've showed you that it's been diluted away to nothing. The actual person you vote for, the very first thing that has to happen is people have to agree about what kind of authority the person is going to have if, in fact, they win the vote. <laughs> if you don't agree that anybody should have the authority they claim to have, then what good is the vote? Because all you're choosing is between two people who are both going to do something that you don't agree to. <laughs> They're just going to do it in different ways. How does that make sense? Picture yourself in a 
football stadium with 75,000 people prior to Corona, where you could still actually do this in this free country. <laughs> you have 75,000 people in there. They're going to vote on an issue and you're going to get one vote. Do you feel like that's reasonable? No, you're just going to get up and go get a hot dog and a beer because what's the fucking point of voting when there's 75,000 other people out there voting? <laughs> Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Your, your vote isn't going to make any damn difference, right? Well, in our representative system, 750,000 people are being represented by one representative. So you need 10 football stadiums, <laughs> 10 football stadiums, and you get one vote out of all those different people. It's ridiculous, but people just don't accept it because they're never confronted with the reality of what this means, of how badly diluted it's become, how utterly meaningless it is. In all likelihood, you would simply get up and go get a hot dog or go take a leak because the vote with 10 stadiums voting is pointless. But look at the absurd levels. People run around pouring money into it, knocking doors. Are you going to start canvassing in your section? Are you going to start doing that in your section at the game? Hey, we want to vote for free hot dogs, you know, next weekend. You know, I hope, appreciate your support. You know, hey, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm legal man. Look, we're voting for the free hot dogs. Um, I really would appreciate if you vote for the free hot dogs. That's free hot dogs. That's free hot dogs every six months on the third Sunday if you make the game, if you buy in advance. So, so come on, we really need your vote. Are you going to go around there and start canvassing in your section when there are 10 football fields full of people who are going to vote on this issue? No, it's pointless. It's totally pointless. And the way the system's set up now, of course, with this insane taxing authority, basically the people who are being abused are in a minority by definition. See, they take money from a small group and they simply hand it out. And then they indebt everybody equally. And But since it's not paid off equally because they only pay it off according to how much you get taxed, well, none of the system makes any sense. There's no equal protection in it. And you're not even allowed to challenge any of this. You don't even have standing to challenge any of this in the courts. But... Look how preposterous it is. Would you agree to have an agent appointed over you who can simply take your money and hand it out to other people? And the only way to get that changed is to go over and convince the other people he's giving your money to. They need to, to vote to stop having him hand out your money. <laughs> no, nobody would agree to any of this. This is my point, is that when you actually look at the fundamental issues going on here, they can't survive any scrutiny at all. That's why everything is Barnum statements. Everything is just Barnum statement bullshit. Fairness and bringing people back and making America great again and healthcare is a right and we need a fairer system. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Good jobs. All of the stuff politicians do is bullshit. And it's all bullshit because none of this stuff can scale and there's no actual check on the government. And at this kind of scale we're already at, it has no chance. I've showed you again and again and again that as it scaled up and the conflicts between the states and the different people who have conflicting needs, it fell apart at the Civil War. And people can argue about it all they want. I've heard every argument, it was a rebellion and all. It doesn't matter. None of them ever negate the fact that there's no consent. No argument they make ever negates the fact that there's no consent and saying, well, it's not legal. It wasn't legal to have a civil war. <laughs> what does that mean? 
It means that they're making up this concept, another bogus Barnum statement about it's not legal. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means that the government has said you can't do it. (laughs) It doesn't have anything to do with consent. There is no legal theory that would allow an agent you never met and didn't agree to, who, was, who died 150 years before you were born, to consent on your behalf. For anything. It doesn't make any difference what it is. See, but that's the, all, of these, all of these issues, every single one of them, is this confused blob. And now this election. This election is a total fraud like every other election for so many reasons. And the answer is that you have to break the system apart. The conversation has to be shifted to the fact that the system can never scale up like this. No system can ever scale up and be controlled like this. It's not even a knock on the constitutional system. Communism doesn't work. It doesn't work either. None of these systems will ever work over this number of people. That's what people have to start understanding. And the solutions have to be directed towards smaller governmental entities, vastly smaller governmental entities than what we have. But you tell people that, and they cannot let go of the concept of the country. They're so attached to it. And so until people can accept this reality, no matter how many different examples I give them, they will continue to believe. So, okay, I don't know what else to say about it today. I really don't. If you like my perspective, then follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review. And if you like my show, because you like hearing some actual truth for once, not just Barnum State, but a horse shit within the box, then subscribe. Go to a podcast player you like, Apple or Spotify or whatever it is you like, and subscribe. I do have my blog linked. I haven't written on it in years. There's a lot of good information down there, though. It's timeless. So I think that's going to be the show today. I hope everybody has a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Digging away.